Good day, grade 9. If you're listening to this podcast, this is a supplementary material for your second module this week, which is all about analyzing literature, focusing on the poem A Sound of Life, written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So this will be the setup. I'm going to read the stanza, and then I'm going to paraphrase or explain it, and then we move on to the next stanza until we are done with the stanzas that constitute the poem A Psalm of Life. Always take note of the values or the good lessons that you will learn from this because they are connected with your activities on your answer sheet. If you're listening to this, please grab your second module with you. Open it on page 4 to 5. We will begin discussing the poem in 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. A Psalm of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers and things are not what they seem. So what does this mean? Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. So with the word not, if we paraphrase these lines, it would say, Don't tell me that life is but an empty dream. Don't tell me that life is meaningless. We continue with the last line, And things are not what they seem, because life is not always what it seems. Sometimes we feel troubled, we are filled with problems that we are up to look at life in a negative way and we call it meaningless, we call it difficult, and then we try to invite the spirit or we try to imbibe the spirit of negativity in our lives. But according to this stanza, it says here, tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. Do not tell me that life is meaningless just because there are troubles in life. Okay, it says here, and things are not what they seem because life is not always what it seems. You get to be joyful today, the next day you will be sorrowful, but at the end of the day, you still have to continue because life is filled with meaning. Let's continue on the second stanza. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. In here, it continues to say a positive attitude about life. That life is real, and it's serious, and it's not useless. It's still full of meaning, even though we are buried six feet below the ground. I mean, even if we die, even if our body decays, our, our soul, our spirit still lives and is continuing a purpose to serve other people. Okay, how is this? This is actually seen in the Bible. Dust thou art to dust returnest. Right? We came from ash, we go back as ash. Which is true. When we die, our body decays, and then it goes back as soil. However, that is not applicable to our spirit or to our soul. If you believe in the preachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? 
Even after we die, we are still alive because truly, our spirit is with Him. Alright, let's continue on the third stanza. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow finds us farther than today. What does this mean? In simple terms, not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way. This only means that we should not only aim for joy nor aim for conquering the sorrows of life, but to act as if each tomorrow makes us a better person than today. So this stanza is speaking about what we should aim every day. And this is to be better every step of the way. So that when we get better every day, we expect that in the future, we are better than we are from the past. And then we move on to our next stanza. It says here, Art is long and time is fleeting. And our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating funeral marches to the grave. What does this mean? From the word fleeting we have discussed this morning, it means temporary. Time is temporary and our hearts, though stout and brave, even this only symbolizes that even if we are very healthy or right, symbolized by the word stout and is, and is still brave, doing the things we like in life. But the truth is our end is very certain that one day we will be put into our own graves. What I'm trying to say is that life, even if it's meaningful, also has an end because we are all certain to die. Okay, so what are we going to do next if that's the case, if we are all certain to die according to this particular stanza? Let's continue reading our poem. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb, driven cattle. Be a hero in the strife. So while we know that life is fleeting and temporary, Longfellow is advising us to be brave. You see here, in, he even compared life to a battlefield, wherein we should not be dumb like cattle. Did you know that cattle, whenever they get lost, they cannot be found. They, they cannot find their way home because they are very accustomed to their shepherd. But Longfellow is advising us that that's not supposed to be the cave. I mean the case. We should be brave. We should be a hero in times of trouble. So you better ask yourself: Since when was I brave about fighting? about the right things in life, right? Uh, during the middle of the pandemic, we are tempted to do this and that because life is so difficult. But then, according to Longfellow, we should be heroes in the strife, not cowards, right? Even if we have troubles, we still try to conquer these problems. All right, moving on to our next stanza. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act 
act in the living present heart within and God overhead. Now, this is my favorite stanza amongst all this that constitutes the psalm of life because it summarizes, for me, it summarizes the entire meaning of the poem. It says here, Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present. So, Longfellow is telling us that if we're going to choose between or amongst the future, the past, and the present, we should always choose the present. Alright? We should not focus on the past. Our past mistakes, our past victories in life because those just belong to the past. And the present is actually our power to be a better person for the future. And, and then if we rely to the future so much, we get to be anxious on what will happen next in our life. That we forget to enjoy what's before us today. That is why this poem is advising us to focus and act and work on the living present. Okay, what else? It says here, heart within and God overhead. You know, guys, heart within actually is a symbolism for perseverance. Because life will not always get easy, I will always tell you that. But then it says here, always persevere. Let your hearts be within you and what else? Let God be overhead. Let God be in control. So we can see here that Henry Wadsworth Longfellow is a believer of God's power over the lives of his creations. Right, so much about that. Let's move on to our next stanza. It says here, lives of great men all reminds us we can make our lives sublime. We can make our lives beautiful. And departing, leave behind us footprints on the sand of time. What does this mean once again? Right, life of great men all reminds us we can make our lives sublime. Okay, I believe that you have idols in your life who have had struggles in their own lives but have conquered them. That's why we they become an inspiration to us. All right, so this is what it means here that we can make our lives beautiful based from the inspiration we get from the lives of great men right people who are famous because they have achieved much about their lives and we get inspiration from them and then we continue and departing leave behind us footprints on the sand of time actually it means here that even though when we die we leave behind us footprints on the sand of time but again, this is a symbolism. It does not mean literally as it is. It says here, so that when we die, we leave legacies behind us. We leave legacies of good works. Okay? So it, what comes around goes around. We take inspiration from the lives of great men before. And that when the time comes that we diminish from this earth, the next generation would look into our lives and get legacies and get lessons from them and get inspiration from our life stories. So you see how good this poem is? We take inspiration from others. Others take inspiration from us. Alright, now we are down to the last two stanzas. I hope you are still listening to me. 
footprints that perhaps another failing over life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother seeing shall take heart again. This stanza is a continuation of the previous one. It says here, footprints on the sand of time, footprints that perhaps another sailing over life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother seeing shall take heart again. So this is what I was talking about a while back. Uh, shipwrecked here is a symbol for life's problems okay so that says here we have to make our lives good or better now so that when people see people who are in trouble will see how we have lived our life they will get inspiration there this is what is meant by the line shall take heart again okay they will fight back they will bounce back again okay and then, let's go back, uh, let's go to the last stanza. Let us then be up and doing with the heart of any fate. Still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. To summarize this, to paraphrase this, these four lines is telling us to keep going. Keep on going. Whatever life takes us, whatever experiences we get over our lives, just keep going, okay? Just keep on achieving and keep on pursuing the things that you wanted in life. For there are great things that await those who know how to work and wait for their reward. So that is The Sum of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. If you were not able to get the gist of this poem you could have the liberty of replaying it again in order for you to understand what it truly meant but if you are going to have a key takeaway in this poem this is actually telling us about the value of valuing the present over the past and the future because the present is the key to a good future the present is the key to correct a bad past. You get my point? The present is a power for us to act on whatever we are insecure about. So that is the sum of life. Thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you and hear from you for our next online classes and our next recordings. Goodbye!